We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN. I'm Ty Windish, one of your hosts, joined as always by the in the field, Rohan Kadi. Rohan, good morning, as we record on Monday morning. Why don't you explain to the folks that, I mean, it's not really a, it's not, a, not one word, it's not a, a synonym or anything, but why don't you explain to the folks why that was the term I described you as this, this lovely Monday morning? Uh, yeah, it is a good morning to you, Ty. It is a lovely Monday morning. Uh, you, you described me as out in the field because, uh, our friend Jordan Tresky, fellow member of GSPN, co-host of Win and Six, make sure to listen to that same feed. Uh, we were invited to attend the launch event of Bobby Portis's new podcast, Keep It a Buck. Uh, it was a good time. It was, it was great to meet him, meet the co-hosts, uh, just, just, uh, figure out what the podcast is about. And we actually got a chance to interview Bobby one-on-one. So we should have a solid podcast coming for you guys in the coming days. So watch out for that. Make sure you're subscribed for our exclusive one-on-one with Bobby Portis. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's, it's a different interview because I, I was hoping when I heard the details of this, they would have somewhere in – it was at a studio, right? It was no, no, no. It was not at oh. their studio. It was at a studio. Well, studio. I was hoping there would be like a little room in the studio for the interview, and it's a, it's an in the field interview for sure. There's, there is someone dying laughing at certain points. I don't know if that was because of your interview or just a different conversation, but uh, it, it's a fun listen. It's great to hear from Bobby, uh, and we're excited about the podcast. So, free poem, free promo, one free ad. Keep it a buck. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. The answer I was most intrigued by, the Thanasis versus Bobby podcast question. Hope everything is going well for TA who's been away from the Bucks for yeah. a couple of games now. But um, that's that was a big one. But anyway, the title of this podcast, The Different Bucks Big Man. I don't know if you how seriously you thought I was taking this last night when I said for the pod, 
What if we do a Brooke Lopez appreciation podcast? But as you join the call today, Rohan, you could see the crown is just Brooke Lopez appreciation podcast. I think this is warranted after what Brooke has done all season. Last night against Toronto, Sunday night, where Brooke scores 17 points in the fourth quarter. Literally the difference in that game by far. The Giannis had a 100% shooting triple-double. Didn't get enough stock. Honestly, I think it's kind of like a kind of stats lying Giannis game. It was good. It, it wasn't Wait, great. Wait, stats can lie? Stats can indeed lie. but not Getting Brooke a triple-double on 100% efficiency does not mean you're the greatest player <laughs> of all time, Ty. I did, I'm, I'm shocked. Um Listen, it, it wasn't a terrible game. I'm not here to tear down Giannis. We all know how we feel about Giannis. But I, I watched that Giannis game, and I was like, yeah, good game. I think he took nine shots. I mean, he got a lot of free throws. Was not 100% there. Dishing the ball well. Dishing the ball well, rebounding well, which the Bucks sorely needed. Um, but anyway, Brooke doesn't play against the Pacers. And Indiana is able to come back in the second half, score a bunch, and win that game. Brooke does play against the Raptors. Absolute clamps. I just think, I don't know when the last time, if ever, we've done this with Brooke. And he certainly deserves to headline the show and and have a significant portion talking about him. Like, I think we talk now more about the core four than the big three. And some of that is Chris Middleton taking a bit of a step back this season. Obviously, the injuries are are so, so important. Uh, And I know people are wondering about his defense. Maybe we'll get to that later. But a part of the reason, too, not just to cite Chris, is because Brooke has gained ground. Like, Brooke has been that good this season that the line is no longer the big three and then Brooke and then everybody else. I mean, it's really, I think, the core four and then everybody else in terms of who you trust, who's played the best, etc. So I've got a bunch of fun stats to go through. But Rohan, first, your thoughts on Brooke Lopez this season really defying conventional logic in multiple ways. I think one thing about Brooke Lopez is that you see what his impact is. It's like one of those things that obviously a lot of people see it and there's a big impact, but you don't really truly appreciate it until it's not there. This is only, I believe, the second game that Brooke Lopez has missed this season. Uh, So far, hopefully he doesn't miss anymore. Fact checking here. Uh, I believe it is the second game. But uh, you notice his absence immediately, immediately. Uh, like against the Pacers, you see you have the you have the Bobby Giannis front court that uh, unfortunately had to make do for a majority of last regular season. But you just see how out of sorts the team is defensively right away. And I wouldn't go as far as to say that. It, labels Giannis as a defensive liability at the five that I know oh, some man. people were oh, some people were saying uh, the, the one game takes and one game where he was obviously in foul trouble for the whole second half he picked up three fouls in one minute and the whistle all night I'll say I mean I'm not excusing the Bucks lost they should have won bad whistled game at Fiserv no question but just go on but just a, a dumb a dumb take like a no context, blinders on. One Pacers game anyway wouldn't tell me anything about Giannis that, you know, 50 points in the finals and blocking DeAndre Ayton has already told me. Like, I know enough about Giannis that I don't need one Pacers game. But especially with the context of the foul trouble, people really grasp at straws for takeaways from these regular season games, man. 
They they really do. So I, I would not say that at all. Uh, also, we have to remember that Giannis has won Defense Player of the Year. Uh, yeah. That is a thing that has happened. <laughs> but before you, you he's noticed... washed now, that was when in his prime. He's oh, true, he's true, ancient true. now. He's what twenty eight. Yeah, or 27, 28 in December. I think twenty eight. Yeah, no, I think he just turned twenty eight. Oh, twenty eight's old tie apparently. Thanks. Uh, yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, but but you you notice his absence immediately in the Pacers game, which is why you see a Pacers team able to run up so many points, and it's being a high scoring game. You let up a forty nine point third quarter to the Indiana Pacers, who did not have Tyrese Halliburton in that game. Uh, it's just, it's an indictment of the, like, not, I wouldn't say it's an indictment of the rest of the Bucks defense, but I think it shows how good, how great, how dominant Brooke Lopez is as a force, as a two-way impact, but especially on the defensive end for this Milwaukee Bucks team, how important he is for this team's success. And again, I don't want to go the full opposite way and have so many takeaways about one game against the Indiana Pacers, but this is a trend that we've seen throughout the years when Brooke Lopez has unfortunately had to miss games. Go back to last season. The Bucs are not a dominant defensive team, and you see that for 60-something games or 50-something games, whatever it was. Uh, last you start season see... – oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Last season was the only time under Bud, so in the Brooke era too then, that the Bucs have been a not top 10 defense. They were – I think ninth the championship year with trying out the switching and integrating new pieces. Otherwise, they're usually first or top three. Right now, they're third, but they're like half a point per possession behind first. And people have told me that the cleaning the glass defense that filters out some things, they're they're actually first. I don't know if that's true or not anymore. This was a couple days ago, but they're right up there to to you know simplify it. Yeah, I think Brooks' impact is obvious, and I think it's not it, – there's a difference between appreciating what Brooke does and also noting that, you know, they're built a certain way to play with Brooke, and it's always going to be an adjustment when you can't. And that's not to say that, again, take anything away from Brooke or anyone else, but I do think Brooks' Defensive Player of the Year candidacy, which I think he's still leading right now. We checked all these uh, – one of the last pods – it's not about, oh, he's the best defensive player on the Bucks. You could tell me he's third, and I don't think that's that's um, in, incorrect, potentially, with Giannis and Drew, who is still, for my money, the best perimeter defender in the league, who is maybe the most impactful you know, on-ball defender in the NBA. But it's about what the Bucks need him to do and what he does for the Bucs. I just think that's a clear difference, and it's not that hard to understand. You watch them play... Everything they do goes through Brooke. Like, you can't do that with – well, you could do that with Giannis if you played him at center. They, they don't want to. I mean, with the load Giannis' carries on offense, asking him to do Brooke stuff every night is just way too much, especially because Giannis is going to pick up a lot more fouls on the other end than Brooke will. Brooke is really good at not fouling. Um, but everything they do, they force, force to Brooke, and that's how you get by with not having – 15 great defenders, although they're not that far off. We talked about the defensive personnel on this team, but it amplifies it that the good defenders and the left good defenders, you know your job is to stick with guys, funnel everything to Brooke. Brooke can handle it. We've seen these games these last week or two where Brooke is literally waving people away, like, get out of here. Like, I do not need your help, man. Like, Sabonis is going to get me sometimes. I can hold up down here. This is better than threes. He's all in on that. 
I noticed Bud actually mentioned that, by the way, of like overhelping from the perimeter. Uh, I was reading Eric Name's piece about the Pacers game, the Raptors one isn't up, and Bud mentioned that, which I was like, oh, file that away because that's something we've groaned about a lot. And I think trusting Brooke and trusting the perimeter defenders is a big deal for the Bucks, and that's their their best path forward defensively. But they've built this thing so that everything goes through Brooke because he can handle it down low, both in terms of on a game-to-game basis, on a full-season basis. He's an Iron Man. He's missed two games. He leads the Bucks in total minutes by nearly 200 minutes. Like He, he is had out back there. surgery last season. He had spinal surgery at age 33. He's thir- probably at age 34. He turns 35 in less than two weeks. He has the most fitting birthday ever. April 1st is the Lopez <laughs> brother's birthday. And he is doing things that we don't see of players do this age at all. And I think we haven't appreciated, and, and certainly me as much, the league-wide context. Not just like, oh, this is for Brooke Lopez. And I'll go through a bunch of Brooke-specific stuff. Here, let's get into my fun Brooke stats. Yeah, let's hear it. Are you ready for the full list of players age 34 and older this season? So this is using like the season age thing. Maybe someone has aged into it since, but you know what I mean? Like the stat sites show you as an age for the season. So guys listed it at age 34 or older, scoring more than Brooke Lopez this year. Here's the complete Wait. list. Okay, can Do I guess? Do you want to guess? Yeah, go ahead and guess. Yeah. LeBron. Yeah, that's always a good one for old guy <laughs> stats. Oh, my God. Think. Uh, think. Oh, Chris Paul. Nope. Oh. There are two names remaining. There's only three players. Oh, there's only three. There's only okay. three players who are 34 and older scoring more than Brooke. They were teammates like four years ago. Four years ago? Maybe a little less. Is... Oh, probably about four years ago, yeah. Okay, just tell. I'm, I'm out. Steph and KD. Oh, duh. That's it. Well, you wouldn't <laughs> think of them. I think Steph is age 35 this year. KD is 34. Yeah. But that's it. That's the full list. So here's players who qualified and are that age and score less than Brooke Lopez. Aforementioned Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Al Horford, Mike Conley, Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love. Like, there's a lot of players at that age still All going. guys who are, like, considered very, very washed. I, yeah, I, I, you could say that. I mean, I think... I don't know. I guess no, like, for this no, by now, I know you're not taking away, but it's like, yeah, comparing how they look respectively. Yeah, like you don't like you see those guys and you're like, oh, they're doing well for their age, is what I'm trying to say. They look like they're doing well for their age. Meanwhile, Brooke Lopez looks like a freaking world beater at his yeah. age. Yeah, I mean, this is the defensive impact between all these players and Brooke is not close. Like, again, it's the scoring is is great. It's been really important for the Bucks. He's at 15.6 points per game this season. But that's ridiculous. It's highest of his Bucks tenure. I've got a bunch of highest among Bucks tenure numbers to go through too. But yeah, I just think it's wild that on top of legitimate DPOI level defense, again, he's like leading the field right now. He's also scoring more than all of these other players who are that age. He's also fourth in rebounding in that age bracket. LeBron, KD, Kevin Love are the only three players rebounding more. Brooks 6.7 boards per game is also first in his Bucks tenure, as is his 30.7 minutes. Nearly 31 minutes a game, only missing two games so far. 2.5 blocks is third in the NBA or tied for second in the NBA and first in his Bucks tenure. Here's an exciting one I want to talk about a little bit. 
37.8% from three. First in Brooks Bucks tenure, the Noah, dude. Like, it feels realer this year. I don't think, and someone can correct me, maybe there's a 20-game stretch where it's bad. I felt like in years past, Brook was so hot or cold which with the three. And it was like, oh, you don't want to rely on it too much. He's been a steady force what feels like all year. I mean, there's been down games or whatever. But I, I think now I just look at him like, oh, he's just a good shooter now. Like, it, his shot is so much more consistent, both in mechanics and results, that I think that's a huge deal as well. And that's helped him kind of, you know, he's not totally lineup or matchup proof. But I think he's able to play more because the shot is realer than it's ever been. It's also a career high for Brooke. Again, at age 34, about to turn 35 years old. Yeah, it's it, speaking of the consistency, it feels more consistent. It feels like Brooke Lopez in years past would average like three threes made, made per game by hitting nine threes, zero, and then zero. Like you would just have these super, super hot games from Brooke, and then that would just sort of raise his percentages. Uh, and which ended up being which like dipped because it's like obviously this is the highest shooting percentage of his career with Milwaukee, and it's it just it feels more consistent. Like you, when Brook Lopez gets a three point opportunity, more often than not, I feel pretty confident about that shot. Like I feel like it's a good shot. It's not like it's not like a heat check where he's just like trail threes all day. It's it's a lot of catch and shoot opportunities, especially when he's sharing the court with Giannis. A lot of times where he like sometimes he will get those trail threes, but it feels less frequent. He feels like he's chucking less. Um, it just it, it yeah, feels like a feel more, more designed. Yeah, more designed. He's more of a three point shooting threat, uh, in my opinion, this season. And, and it's cool because he's done it without needing the corners still, because this one is like simple logic. If you think about it, if he can stay above the elbow it's so much easier for him to get back and we we already talked about his and i have more defensive stats but the fact that he's doing all this basically from the elbows and and from above the break means that he's not giving up that defensive edge of getting brook and back and you look at bucks games i mean you would imagine oh plotting brook lopez you know he must get beat back all the time not really um if when you look at the plays where the bucks get it's usually like a perimeter guy who loses someone Brooke is going to get back in time before the offense is set. Like he he positions himself that way offensively. Uh, and when he is at the basket, thankfully, he just doesn't really miss enough for it to be a problem. Uh, I, I'm not going to do a filter for attempts or games played, Rohan. Can you name the Bucks who are shooting a better percentage from two this season than Brooke Lopez? Better percentage from two. Uh, and I'll say they're both on the team. It's you don't have to worry about anyone who's not on the team anymore. AJ Green. No, <laughs> he's at fifty percent, which is not terrible, but it's actually twelfth among Bucks. The Bucks are really good from two. I don't think Giannis is. No, Giannis is fifty eight point six percent, which is fourth among current Bucks. Yeah, and also ridiculous. Yeah, it is volume. volume. Yeah, and, yeah. and the defensive attention for sure. Oh man, it's not it's not Javon. No, nope. it's uh, Javon is low. Javon is, is it Grayson. No, it's it's. I'll give you a hint. It's two guys who have not been here to have enough attempts to have a real sample, and that's the only reason oh. that they're ahead of Brooke. Oh, it's is is a Myers Leonard and uh, Jay Crowder. It is Myers <laughs> is shooting seventy five percent. He basically just dunks, and Crowder is shooting sixty nine point two percent. Nice. 
it's 14 points higher than his next season high from two. So it's probably going to go down a little bit. He's been red hot to start in general. And then there's Brooke at 62.1% from two. So he's outside of those guys, the only active buck who's above Giannis is 58%. 62.7% from two. It's actually not a Bucks career high for Brooke. Two years ago when he didn't play as much, he was higher than that. Like, he doesn't just dunk. He's not just a role man. They've gotten him in the lob game more, which has been awesome. Like, he's a really consistent lob catcher and finisher, even though he doesn't get all that high. Especially with Chris back. Yeah, he and Chris have that. It's been It's been really fun. But he also, I mean, we watch the games, like, a lot of those hook shots, a lot of those mid-range. Again, this is not at the rim. This is all twos. Like, he takes a lot of mid-range fadeaway shots that look ridiculous. I don't even sigh anymore. Like, these shots were, remember two years ago, Burke Lewitsky? Like, oh, what is he doing on some of these shots? I'm like, yeah, it's probably cash, dude. No one can guard him. He's too big. And it's like the the deceptively big thing, deceptively long on offense, It's on defense that you used to say, like, oh, you know, if he can test your shot on the perimeter, it's hard to make it over him because he's just so damn big. Now I feel like that's offensively like, yeah, you can't – you can't really contest it. He's too big. And he's just been – People like, talk about uh, people not being able to stop Kevin Durant on offense because of the shot. They really should be talking yeah, about Brooke Lopez. They're underrating Brooke, man. I think, if Kevin Durant wants to claim he's 6'8 or 6'9 or whatever, Brooke's a true seven. <laughs> I, I just can't believe some Love of the stuff Brooke is doing. Uh, I don't think KD listens. He might. You never know. Um, so I remember how I said Brooke is third in block. Or it's tied for second in blocks, I should say. Nick Claxton is tied with. And then Jaron Jackson Jr. in blocks per game uh, is first in blocks per game. Do you want to hear a wild Brooke JJJ stat that I think probably has a lot to do with why DPOI is leaning Brooke? Yes, please. Brooke has played... 2,118 minutes this year. It's first time the Bucks buy a lot. It's 43rd in the league. So, you know, not like 20th, but one of the, the top out 50 Bud, numbers. Man. Yeah, that's that's very – Bud is probably pissed. Bud probably is mad that there's anyone on that top NBA stats that shows 50 at a time. Bud probably control S for MIL and goes, damn it, I did not want to see this. Um, so if Jaron Jackson – played 48 minutes a game. So he's missed some time with injury, and obviously fouling means he doesn't play as many minutes per game when he is healthy as Brooke. If Jaron Jackson played 48 minutes a game for the last 12 games for Memphis, and Brooke just sat out, but somehow they convinced Brooke to take he won't do it, but if he took the last 12 games off, Brooke would finish more than a full game ahead in total minutes still. There is a gulf, 630 minutes right now, is the gap between those two. Again, there's an injury. It's not entirely the fouls, but I do think the minutes per game, it's it's a very different number. And the reason for that is Brooke just doesn't foul. Brooke also, uh, I'll have to look and see if, I think this is still correct. Last time I looked, he had less fouls than Jaron in 630 more minutes, like less total fouls. That's wild. That is, that is absolutely ridiculous. He so doesn't foul. He's got for the season, he is at 2.5 or no, 1.5. No, that's turnovers, 2.5 per game. He's like basically almost never in foul trouble, despite contesting all these shots at the rim. He is a top five player this season in terms of total shots defended at the rim. He is third and he has held opponents. Actually, this is within six feet, so more than just the rim. 
He's held opponents to 12.6 percentage points worse within six feet than their average, which is easily first among the top five players to defend at that level uh, within six feet. Porzingis is sixth, though. He's actually pretty close. Good season for Porzingis on defense. But Brook is still higher. And again, defends way more shots at the rim than anyone who's who's close to the difference he's made in field goal percentage in that area. Yeah, let's let's look up that stat right now. So Brooke Lopez has 175 total fouls this year. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. has 186. Yeah, so 600 minutes difference, and he's fouled like what is that? 11 more times. Yeah. Like there's that matters. I mean, it's you have more of a defensive impact the more you're out there, and whether it's staying healthier or just being able to play more of each game, Brooke has a big advantage. What's the you have Jaron stats up? Yeah. What's his minutes per game? Uh, his minutes per game right now are at twenty eight point one. So I thought it was closer to twenty seven. So he got it at twenty eight, but still two minutes less than Brooke. Yeah, it's uh, this guy is is something else. I think that's the end of my fun Brook stats, but pretty wild stuff for a guy who, I mean, people were kind of concerned. Like, is he going to be the same this season? Like, what if what if Brook just falls off a cliff? Was like a pretty common question asked, right? Like that was it, a which big is valid. It's, yeah. it's it's honestly valid. Like, given the track record of players like at his size and have had back surgery at his age. Like, just look at Serge Ibaka. Serge is, like, a couple years younger, isn't he? He's younger, and yeah. he's, his career tanked after having back surgery. Yeah. Where, where, like, have fun requesting a trade, my guy. Like, you're not getting signed. Like, I mean, the, Cav- the Cavs. The Lakers are going to sign Tristan Thompson. Oh. I mean, historically, I'm just trying to think of, like, bigs who have been this in- – I guess Horford is – Similar, he's not as big. Horford has not won Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Uh, Brooke hasn't yet. Hopefully he does. He, he hasn't he, been, like, Yeah, no, I know. He hasn't even been. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, somebody asked me yesterday, like, what is Brooke's next contract going to look like? Because I saw Keith Smith, who covers the CBA and roster moves and, and a bit of the Celtics, too, really well, said, like, uh, Brooke could probably get huge money, but he's probably just going to sign back with the Bucks on a reasonable deal. And I quote tweeted and said, goodness, I hope so. I mean, I've been saying they should extend him after like every game for the last, since Sacramento, when he stood up for Giannis and was, you know, again, his own discretion away from eliminating number 41 from contention uh, to play games anymore. Cause Brooke is just literally the mountain. I just I, I they need to find a way to keep him. I think they will. I'm not that worried. Yeah, about they it. will. I mean, it's just obvious. They should. Yeah. I think if they, they don't, will. it's a tragedy. I, I, it's impossible to understate what Brooke has meant to this team, and I just think, or to overstate. Excuse me. It's impossible to overstate what Brooke has done was meant to this team, and I think it's just not a coincidence that Brooke, you suck. <laughs> It's impossible. <laughs> no, we only do that with Ingles. Remember, we only we oh, only, yeah, yeah, uh, sure, we, sure. we rag on Ingles and he plays better. Brooke, we keep complimenting. He keeps getting better. So I think it's the opposite. Um, he's just been so good, and uh, I'll be so happy. I think my dream scenario is like at least two years more for Brooke on the next deal, and 
if you risk him, you know, getting an injury or whatever, you risk that, whatever, it's just figure it out. I, I mean, assuming they also keep Chris, they're not going to be a cap space team anytime soon either way. Brooks should be a buck for as long as he plays. Like, it would be wrong for him to play in another uniform after what we've seen him do with this team. It, it truly would be. It would be a tragedy. It's uh, Does he go into the Hall of Fame as a Milwaukee Buck? I think so. I think this yes. is where I think this is where his career, I mean, clearly became that. Yeah, I, like I don't think he was getting in with Brooklyn. No, he's a he's a one time All Star. Yeah, but it's like and he's I think he's I mean still he is their all time leading scorer. Yeah, I I don't know if that guarantees Hall of Fame. No, especially not for the Brooklyn Nets, but. Um, uh, yeah, I think if they if they can get another if they get another one, would you call the Bucks a dynasty? I'd say so. People will say no. People, you got, I've seen people say the Warriors are not a dynasty. I'm like, yeah, there are none. Then, then what's the point of the term if the Warriors aren't one? Yeah, the Warriors are a dynasty. They're the like Warriors, the second greatest dynasty ever. Are the were the Cavs a dynasty? The second LeBron Cavs. I think you need at least two. You need at least two. Right now, this is an era. I would agree with you, though. I would call it a dynasty if the Bucks get another one. They have to do it, though. It's long road ahead. Uh, any other Brooke Lopez thoughts? No Buck should wear 11 again, Ty. Oh, I have one. Did you see my take about what the statue should be? Brooke needs a statue. I determined that yesterday. Oh, nice. Um, what should the statue be? I think, I think it's probably the best way to do it is like a core four statue. And I, I don't know, maybe Giannis needs a separate one too. I'm not sure on that. Or maybe you do that. Maybe like get, do a core four statue and then they should do a 70s big three statue too. Or at least Kareem should get one. But anyway, maybe he didn't play long enough. I, I think Kareem should probably get something. I anyway, think Kareem should. I think it's the core four. Brooke has to be grabbing a teammate's whole head with his hand. I've noticed that is like the signature Post play, he always he grabs someone's whole head, and it looks so sort of threatening Lyles. at first. Well, that was different. That was from the front. I'm saying from the back, kind of from the top. Sometimes so big, but I saw like uh, he he missed a pass to Chris late in the game, and it, it, like clockwork, he just goes in and like just brings in Chris, and they like talk, like commiserate about it. And I'm like, that should be the statue. It should be Brooke, just like whole head grabbing Chris. And then I don't know what Drew is doing, Giannis is doing. I don't know what it is, but I, either I that, that or be. we need we need that uh, that photo of Brooke sitting cross legged on the bench. That would be a good statue. one. That would be a good one. Maybe there should just be like eight statues. Brooke can sit cross legged oh, yeah. for the value oop, and then the Brooke block on KD is a statue. A lot of statues. Yeah, just all the statues. You can't yeah. walk anywhere in the Deer District. Just like it's just make them out of Cream City. Brick, and then it'll, it'll be topical. I don't think they'll last that long, though. The Statue little, watch. Uh, <laughs> it'll allow people to lick the Cream City brick like they're <laughs> supposed to, Ty. <laughs> Let's stop right there because these are depictions of grown men. Oh, um, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I'm just going to comment on it. The the 2-4 is not hanging here. That's not as striking as it seems. So I swapped it out for Kung Fu Kenny, but I'm getting a really bad reflection. So I have to play with the angles. Like my whole screen was reflected and it didn't, it, it wasn't a good visual, but I didn't put the two four back up. I'm not saying completely unrelated topic. I'm not saying that I'm unraftering Pat, but I am saying I need to see more rafters level play before I put it back up. We've talked about this a lot. Our take has been, you know, hey, he's going to get it together. We're not worried about it. We've The sample of strong play is two full seasons, so like the year and the postseason. He's going to get it together. He just kind of hasn't yet. And now I'm starting to get pretty concerned, to be honest, both in terms of that's a big blow if he doesn't. Pat Connor didn't get it together. And, like, if, if Crowder's injury isn't too bad, which he was standing, he was moving around, I, I'm hopeful it's not long-term. He did not seem upset. Um, so, again, that's not totally indicative, but seemed like hopefully not too long of a thing for Crowder with the calf soreness. Pat's role is a little bit going to be at risk here. Um, what have been your thoughts lately on PC24 and just, like, our evaluation of, oh, he'll get it together, it's not a big deal? I would be less concerned if he wasn't making a lot of uncharacteristic pat mistakes. Like, it's not just he's cold shooting or whatever. Sometimes he's he's getting back to his old tendencies of jumping too much on defense. He's getting lost sometimes. There was possession against the Raptors yesterday where he was out of position twice on the same possession, leading to a wide-open Raptors three, like, in sequence. Like, 
I, I'm not entirely sure what's going on with Pat Connaughton there. Like maybe some real estate deal didn't go as well <laughs> as he'd hoped or something. But in all seriousness, it just hasn't looked like Pat Connaughton this entire season. Yeah, I, I felt like that. And I totally agree. And that's that's the real concern for me is that it's not just the shooting at this point. Because we, we've seen guys like rebound from shooting and they've yeah. been able to make impacts even when their shooting hasn't been great. Yes, Bobby Portis all year has found Grayson ways. Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen, yeah. He he didn't get a downstock. Did he get a downstock the other game where he was like one for seven, but he just did enough? I don't think he did because like everything else so. was good. Like I, People who are saying Grayson and Pat just switch bodies, I don't understand it. That is what it looks like, uh, except Grayson had never had a bad a shooting year this bad before. But it's like just like just becoming the, the bad goat. Marcus was saying on the broadcast the other day, when he was playing, goat was bad. If you're the goat, it means like you messed up for your team. Did you not know this either? No, I didn't. Yeah, I did it not. used to be a bad thing, and then they turned it. Obviously, now it's the acronym. But um, I think it co- I think it comes from the the Babe Ruth World Series goat thing. They like brought a goat to a game, I think, and it became what? like the symbol of bad luck. Baseball is I, weird. You don't have to tell me. Yeah. Listen to Cruising for a Bruising, though. Yeah. Let's see what happens with Luke Voigt. They push back that decision if he can opt out or not. I, I hope they keep him around. I kind of like what he's been doing in spring you've training. Been, you've been watching the World Baseball Classic? No, I just haven't had time. I've barely gotten to watch Brewers. I've heard it's electric, though. The people arguing against it, I think, are just dumb as bricks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To be clear, <laughs> not my most not my most political uh, phrasing, but it's like, oh, we can't have these guys playing baseball. They got to get back to spring training, the baseball games that it's matter. Like a, this doesn't matter it, at all. Like, it, imagine like imagine fans of like the biggest like Premier League teams in the world saying, no, we can't send our guys to the World Cup. No, or, or uh, Champions League right now. Oh, we don't care. Like, yeah. Champions League. I guess that's the same team, so it's different. But World Cup is a better example. Yeah, like, oh, no, we can't send our guys to the World Cup. No, we can't do that. Yeah. I, what if they get injured? It's like, yeah. duh. Like, you're going to – there's a chance of getting injured every time you play the sport. Yeah. Every time you do anything. Ty broke his ankle doing something. I didn't break it. I didn't break it. I, I slipped going out to the grill. I wasn't going to say it on the pod. There was a wet spot on my stair. It landed under my butt. It was scary. I – because it didn't feel that bad, but I knew what happened right away. Like, I, I was like, oh, yeah, my foot was – I was like, is my foot off? No, human bodies are great. It's it's just it's a baseball right now. It's baseball size, topical conversation. But we're doing okay. I can hobble around. Anyway, send send your well wishes to Ty, everyone. Thanks, Rohan. Um, but yeah, I think basketball fans need to take a page with like. I think there's another FIBA event coming up now this summer, and Giannis is probably going to play. Just support it, man. It means a lot to the players. It means a lot to the fans. And I think the real issue is the U.S. population just doesn't care because the U.S. always wins basketball, the one horrible FIBO year aside. Actually, I think they did win anyway. They just looked bad. No, they didn't. Oh, wait, which when was that? That was the, was like, the Brook year, the, right? Yeah, it was the last World Cup. They did yeah. not win. Yeah, that was rough. Um, but then they won this this Olympics. But anyway, um, but the U.S. just doesn't care enough because the, the, the games aren't close. Like, the World Cup, they're never close, so it doesn't mean as much. And basketball, they win too much, and they care more about the NBA. And then baseball, I, I guess it's kind of just the same. They don't win all the time in baseball either. I don't know why people are so – I think it's a cool thing to have. And more I think the, people watch the World Baseball Classic than they do the World Series. 
That's crazy. But I'm not surprised. The world is big, man. Yeah, it's almost like the world is not just the United States. I'm going to have to research that and I'll get back to you. I'm not sure about that one, but uh, we'll do some more. Anyway, it's a long tangent on the WBC. I'm sure similar points were made on cruising for a bruising. I, I, I can tell you that if they got to it. But, whoa. Oh, Pat Connaughton. What, what did we – oh, my ankle's inside of a baseball. That's right. Um, it's surprisingly not the pa- yeah. Pat Connaughton baseball connection. Not, not what I would have expected there. Um, but Pat, yeah, it's everything else. I think he's pressing. That's what I, I think. It's like trying to make more other plays because the shot isn't falling and then just doing too much on that end and not playing in control. But I totally agree. That's what really has me concerned. It's not just the shooting, which still at 33.6% for the season. Kind of weirdly the same as Chris Middleton, but Chris has just felt more effective. I, I don't know why Chris, the number. The thing, the thing with Chris is he's trending upwards. Like he started yeah. so poorly, especially the first time he came back. Then after like the the when he came back again, he's been sort of working his way up, and now he's at a point where you feel like he's hitting his threes at a normal clip these last few games. So that's why it feels different with Chris because he's trending upwards. Meanwhile, Pat has sort of stayed stagnant. So in March, Chris is shooting 44% from three. And there you go. In February, 29.7, not ideal. In January, he actually shot 36.8. And then in December, he shot 26. So two bad months, but one good. And now he's, he's you know, really getting it together. He's at, at basically back, kind of. Not all the way, but He March, looks back, Ty. He is March Chris, just the, the stats. 18 points, 6.6 assists, 4.1 rebounds. Shooting 44% from three and also 44% from the field. So not as good. Needs to bring the two point up a little bit. But he's, he looks, you're right. It's, it's much different than Pat, who let me pull up the splits. I'm, I'm going to guess Pat's best month is like maybe 36%. Like there has not been a full red hot month, I don't think. Um, not even. His best month is 33% in February, 27% in March for Pat. So he's not had a league average three-point shooting month all season. The other thing, too, with Pat versus Chris, like Chris can make a little less percentage-wise because he's like dicing up guys' eyes, right? Like he's he's taking tough threes, contested threes. Pat tough shot are, express, baby. Tough, it's, I, I see that sweat dripping. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's back. He's not going to get any Moist separation. Oh, Shout out, man. Justin. Shout out, Justin Superbuck. Moist Jordan. Pats are like so open and and more open than ever now that teams kind of realizing that he's just not making them. It's just hard. Like we're at a point where he makes an open three and I'm like, thank goodness we needed that one to fall. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I mean, he's got to stop trying to do too much, which I do think he's doing right now and just play like play like he was to start the season and hope the threes fall. Uh, I think that's just where we're at now. Find a Noah also. Yeah, find a Noah. Just and it's it's wild. You have Brooke Lopez right there. Just ask him. Yeah, uh, he's got access. Where do you where do you stand right now about Pat in terms of his spot in the playoff rotation? I think he's I think he's a prove it guy right now. Like, uh, I don't think he's penciled in the late series minutes anymore. I don't think so either. Especially considering we saw how well. I mean, it's been a very very limited sample size. Eleven games, I believe. We've seen Jay Crowder. He's so good. He's, he's so, so good. good. <laughs> he's like, ridiculous. It's like when he's when he's closing games, it's ridiculous. He's shooting thirty nine percent from three and sixty nine percent from two. 
again, those will fall. He's probably going to have the first playoff series. He's going to shoot like 10% total. But everything else he does, as we've talked about, ad nauseum, we gush about Crowder every pod. He hasn't even played, I think, since our last pod or like one game. Like he's been out two games with the calf thing. Um, He's just so good and such a clear fit. More size. He's been better at everything than Pat. He's been better at everything this year. I would expect Pat to be a better shooter. He hasn't been. So it's just it's tough. But that's why you go get someone like this. As we mentioned, it's as much about insurance as anything. And this isn't an injury insurance. This is just like, wow, someone's not playing well. All right, that's fine. Like, we don't need you to play 30 minutes in Game 7 this year. It'd be I, I still think there's a world where Pat gets back there. I think he is going to have to earn it, though. And we saw when he was healthy, Crowder closing over Pat in that uh, West Coast trip, those back-to-backs, at least one of them. And that, I thought, was a pretty big deal. It is a pretty big deal. Like, I even think Jay Crowder himself spoke about that. He was like, uh, who cared? Like, people overvalued me talking about starting and stuff. But he's like, it's it's who finishes games what really matters. Suns fans were so mad. <laughs> like, were they? I didn't see that. Out? Yeah, I saw a bunch of replies because, uh, like, Dwayne Rankins or somebody who covers the Suns tweeted the video and, and the quote. And every one of the replies is like, oh, now you come to this conclusion. You couldn't have decided this a little earlier, Jay. Could have used you. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, it's totally fair. Like, I'm not going to quibble with Suns fans saying that. I mean, we were like, oh, it's an extension thing. He's not extended. Like, he's not starting. <laughs> he's not even playing that much. And he's like, happy as a clam. He's like, I love this, man. <laughs> it's like, oh, that sucks. Maybe he's just got a shelf life. Like, you, you know, you get three, four, probably three good years from Jay Crowder. It's like, he's got to move on. It's a wandering yeah. soul. Or maybe he just likes Milwaukee better. Yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, that's maybe he got tired of acting fake tough and lifting in front of reporters after the game and just wants to handle his business and go home. Who knows? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh do you, do you see the do you see the 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 beef with Bad Bunny and Devin Booker? Yeah, well, <laughs> Bad Bunny <laughs> called out Devin Booker in a song? Yeah. Why? Because uh, he's he's been seen with Kendall Jenner recently. Bad Bunny. Oh, is. oh God. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's it's uh, I think it was Mike Veal. Shout out Mike Veal yep. who, who like brought this to like the internet's attention. Yeah, uh, I saw. So, like, I saw he tweeted a screenshot, and maybe Mike under it put the translation. I didn't see it at first. It was obviously in Spanish. And I was just, I saw Phoenix and I was like, okay, I, I'm sure he's right. He's, he's talking like, about no, I think the, the one thing he was like, the sun is hotter in Puerto Rico than the one in Phoenix or oh. something. Oh, okay. That's pretty mild. Yeah. Pretty random though. I mean, I wouldn't, ex- it's kind of, yeah, I guess. And then, and then he was like in a different song. He was like, uh, I think later he's like praising Luca and stuff. And uh, we all know about the Luca Devin Booker beef. Oh yeah. Well, I think the best one right now active in terms of two active players Oh, for sure. I, I mean, love it. I love yeah, it as a fan. It's really good. I mean, I, I don't think there's that many people clutching pearls about it. I hope not. Like, I, I hope Luca releases a track about Devin Booker. Luca would be the world's worst rapper. Oh, 100%. He doesn't brag at all. All the European nah, NBA players, they're te- they'd be terrible rappers. Like, Oh, yeah. I just love to compete. I'm going to list off all the great players in the world. That would be Giannis's rap song. <laughs> Here's all the great NBA players: Thanasis, Alex, Costas, KD, Steph, LeBron. Yeah, gonna... I, I get better every day chasing these guys. 
He's going to be like, oh, man, I think Luke Cornett is better than me. I've got to work harder. <laughs> just name everyone on the Warriors. Like, Kevon Looney, champ. Can't do oh, it yeah. like you do. Anthony Lamb, future champ. <laughs> well, let's hope not. Um, what else Andre is Iguodala. Okay, no. okay, yeah. No, 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 no. What else is there to talk about, Rohan? Uh, I think we could touch a little bit on injuries because we were talking about Jay Crowder. He's missed yeah. uh, the last two games. I think it's two, yeah. Uh, with what you said, it's a calf. Thing. I believe it's I w- a sore calf. I don't think Are it's a concerned? strain. Um, I'm not because I continue to play body language doctor. I really am just hopefully a much, much less problematic. But I do feel like the older I get, the more I relate to some ways that Bill Simmons looks at the league. And the body language stuff, I think it matters. And he's there. Like, he's standing up a lot, clapping. Like, he was, like, getting someone to crack up on the bench. So it seems like he's in good spirits. And they haven't really – I feel like when it's been a longer-term thing, they've gotten some info out of Bud to disclose that it's a longer-term thing. I haven't seen really any update on this outside of it's been two games. But, yeah, I think it's soreness, and I'm not too worried at this point. But where are you at? Yeah, I don't think I'm necessarily too worried if he starts to miss a couple more games on this trip, especially because this was a that was a rough uh, West Coast trip. Yeah, with, like the three games in four nights, especially for a guy who's starting to ramp up his minutes again. Like the last game he played, twenty four minutes, like thirty five seconds was just two seconds off his his ten, like Milwaukee Bucks high, which was his second ever game with 24 minutes and 37 seconds. Yeah. Like this guy has not played a ton. Yeah. So it makes sense to ease him back into it. Yeah. And I think any little thing, they're going to be hypersensitive and go, oh, like we, you know, your calf's a little sore. You're going to sit out like the better part of a week. And that's the other thing too, is this is a lot of ga- a lot of days off for the Bucks around these three games on the homestand, which they won't have the rest of the way. So, you know, I hope we see him against the Spurs. I will say, just as like a quick comp, it's a different designation. But like Grayson, I think, missed two games as well with his uh, right plantar fascia soreness. And I saw again there, like, oh, God, like what? And he's back. And he played and missed shots, but I think just rusty. Otherwise, looked pretty good. Um, So I'm not going to be too concerned. He was getting to his spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Brooke missed a game with ankle soreness. And again, oh, no. And I was like, guys, like he... He didn't look any any different at all toward the end of the Suns game. Like we don't need to panic. Like the guys are going to sit some games. I just think there's Bucks fans eleven are... games left in the regular season. These yeah. guys are gearing up for the postseason. As I talked about with Bobby Portis again, watch out for that. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, the other injuries, the Nassis, as we said, just not with team. Hope I, everything's okay. Yeah, I just I, I I first was like, oh, I hope it's not a family thing. I was like, I think Giannis would have been gone for some of these two. You know, I think like home in Indiana with days off on either end. I, I don't know. I don't want to speculate. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, I don't but... want to speculate. Like these things, uh, these things are personal. They've yeah. they, he's obviously told the team. The team is okay with it. Yeah, it's all I mean, good. It's, we don't have to go full. Uh, sorry, sorry, Ty. We don't have to go no, yeah. full Sam Espendiari here. <laughs> did you say something about Wiggins? Oh yeah, he was like, "How many players? Are, how many people are allowed to miss a quarter of the or a fifth of the of of your of your work time without telling anyone?" It's like, bro, he told the team. That's yeah, all that yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm sure it's the same. And you know, it, I I wouldn't say that about a Wiggins level player either. Thanasis does not play, so 
you know, I hope everything's it. okay. That that yeah, of course. I, I just hope everything's okay, and yes. and that matters a lot. First and more foremost, than... hope everyone's okay. Hope everyone's doing well. Get well soon, everyone. Hopefully, Thanasis, you're back soon. Yeah. Um, and then Goran Dragic, left yeah, knee soreness, still still hasn't played. Technically, <laughs> was active think, for two games. Yeah. Do it. Okay. Here's my thing. Do you think he's going to play as a member of the Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah, I think it, when I, <laughs> game eighty two, maybe. I mean, those last four games again. Like, uh, we'll t- let's. I think after this, we can transition to like standings watch and and really looking ahead at the important games and and how the Bucks can hold the one seed now. But. I think there's some tailor-made, like, Drew gets a night off games here. I mean, there's also back-to-backs before that that make sense, too. And that's, like, the whole point of him being here. Um, at a certain point, though, I do, like, was it worse than they thought? Did they expect it to take this long? I can't imagine they thought he was going to be out for weeks when they first signed him. Maybe they did. I will say that I think I think it's probably longer than they expected. They're probably also, again, it's the Bucks. They're probably being super cautious. But... I think this is my thought on the reasoning of this. I've seen people like, oh, do you think, you know, they signed him to take him away from other teams, even if he's going to be out. No, no, I don't think they really care about that. I don't think, oh, man, Goran Dragic in three weeks is a problem. We need to take that away from the I market. don't know, man. Apparently the Celtics were furious. The Celtics, are the, I, I, I just don't care about that report. <laughs> I do not believe that for a second. No, it's so <laughs> dumb. Oh, of course. No, Goran Dragic. No. No, 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 no. They're so mad. They're mad at the Bulls for helping the the Bucks and for letting them sign Goran Dragic. Bro, have you seen Goran Dragic? <laughs> I said they should be mad at the Bulls for beating him twice. That's what they should yeah. be mad at the Bulls for. Forget Goran Dragic. Um, but no, I, I think their thinking was like, you know, we like Lindell. We signed him to the two-way. We like Lindell. We, if it came up, if the Teague thing comes up again, right? And that's the rule. I think that's pretty clear at this point. If it comes up again, we would rather trust Dragic and getting him rehabbed by then, but he comes in, we'd rather have that, right? Even though if we're not going to have him for a lot of the remaining regular season, we trust him more to come in and be effective than someone like Lindell, who just doesn't have that playoff reps, right? Or name a player, right? Then... John Wall, who we don't trust to shoot the ball, right? Or whoever else. Like, who if no it one comes in the league up, trusts, by the yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. If it comes up, like, we think Dragic is the best bet. Like, I think it is literal, maybe not paranoia, but, like, absolute worst case, if this happens and we need this playmaking, even though, you know, we won't see him for some of these regular season games where he would help, we will take this big tax hit and we hope he'll be healthy by then. And then we'll ride with this guy as the emergency valve. And I'm like, hey, if that's if that's the logic, it just got to clap. Because it's like, all right, that is like really turning over every stone, pulling every possible lever to get the most playoff-ready team possible. That's admirable. And I, I really think at this point that's all it can be, to be honest. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just emergency. It's shoring up your roster. It's doing whatever you can. And speaking of uh, – I don't believe like this is a a, a little bit. Uh, what did do? Oh, the Bucks did get. Oh, they did get revenue sharing payments. Yeah, but not very much. And you look at some other teams who are good and spending a lot and smaller markets. Like I think the Cavs got more. Like they they didn't get a lot. Um, 
So no, Milwaukee got six point seven million. Like Phoenix got one point six. Like, yeah, and Phoenix is a much bigger market. People sleep on how big Phoenix is. Denver got thirty five point five million. I so that sure, I wonder that's TV the TV deal. deal. Yeah, so they don't they don't make as much money for that reason. But like, well, how much the Cavs got? Like, I think more than ten million, right? Nineteen point nine. Yeah, and I mean they're obviously not the same level of success, but. You know, a team that was in the finals and Memphis not, got twenty eight. I mean, yeah, they don't pay. They don't. They don't pay any salary. <laughs> but that's weird. Actually, no. That that would be the that opposite. Would, that would that would so, help yeah. them. Yeah. But uh, like, it's just showing. It's just showing how much that this team actually does just print money nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> so like they're still. Yeah, every all of uh, them do. I think. Yeah, unless you're unless you're Charlotte. <laughs> By the way, congrats to Andrew Schneider. Did yeah, you see the congrats. News? Yeah, Jordan selling the team. Not Jordan Tresky, Michael Jordan. <laughs> I would be sad if Jordan Tresky was selling. I'd be mad at Jordan Tresky for not sharing. <laughs> I, I don't need any money. Just let, put me in B-ball ops, Jordan. Let me be. Oh, yeah. No, that, no I wouldn't office. want money. I would I mean, want I'd like a salary for the job. But Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. But it's like I don't just need free money. Cool, 600K a year will do it for me. If, NBA teams, if you're listening – Cut that in half, and I'll still. It's it's not a. I when, I, I will I will do something for. I will be your GM for fifty k a year, and when the wind horse hit piece that's comes like out, almost as much the, as the Bucks paid John Horse. I was gonna kid. say when the wind horse <laughs> hit piece comes out to make fun of you for being cheap, I'll deny it. I'll lie to the press. I don't care. My integrity. I will go and personally spend my money to rent a Ferrari or something to go parade around. <laughs> I will say, hey, I, I trust would, me, I'm I would money. expense the Ferrari, but I would also do that. Um, Anyway, 50K is a little low. But, I mean, being a GM yeah, is true. pretty sick, though. I, I'd consider it. Standings watch. <laughs> the Bucks. <laughs> the Bucks have a 2.5 game lead over, drumroll, the Philadelphia 76ers, who are now in second. The Boston Celtics dropped a, a remain 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Who'd they lose to this time? Uh, Utah. Utah. They blew a 16 or 19 point lead. I think went to Grant Williams at the rim for their game-winning shot and, and just got absolutely Walker smacked Kessler by Walker, Walker Kessler. Can I take a draft dub on Kessler? Please do. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, really good. Uh, I don't. I still. I'm. You know, he wouldn't. He wasn't an option, and he wouldn't have fit on the Bucks. We've talked ad nauseum. Non-spacing bigs, just kind of a non-starter. Really Especially good player, with, though. Look at the pod we just did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and also just like you know. They should get a Brook replacement, but we've wanted them to draft centers for like two years. That would have been a Jordan Love draft pick outside of the year that that Brook was hurt. Because it's like that guy would not be playing. Yeah, here's a here's a fun anecdote, by the way. Oh, okay. Talk, this isn't this isn't any new information, uh, but again, tease tease for our Bobby Pod. Uh, Bobby, in his pre-draft process, thought he was going to Milwaukee. I wish, dude. I I bang the table. We were for talking Bobby not too. just him, not just him. The people around him, his business manager, everyone wow. thought he was going. He was going to Milwaukee. The Bulls got him in front, or the Bucks didn't pick him. I think the Bucks didn't pick him. Was that Vaughn? No, that was Rashad Vaughn. I thought he went before Vaughn, didn't he? Or no? No, because the no, Bulls beat I, the Bucks that previous season in the playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember being mad about that. That was twenty fifteen. Yeah. No. 16? No, 15. 15. Yeah, he dropped a 22 that year. Yeah. Justin Anderson, G League legend, right before him to Dallas. 
Oh my goodness. But yeah, Bobby Portis thought he was coming to Milwaukee. It worked out. Wow, that it was a workout. Bad second half of that draft, dude. Yeah, it's not Wow. <laughs> Most drafts where the Bucks blow a pick, you're like, oh, and there's three elite role players right after. The next three players, Sam Decker, Jerry, and Grant. DeLon Wright's pretty good. Justin Anderson, yeah. and then Bobby. Tyus Jones, good. Yeah, yeah, good player. But this is a really Martin, bad. Kavon Looney, very good. This is maybe the worst non-lotto first round in some time. Oh, Pat Connaughton in that draft. Second round. But second round. I mean, here's 23 through 30. Oh, my boy, Sutton Singh, 52. <laughs> Who is Nikola Malutinov? Who? The Spurs took him 26th. Oh, my. God. He never came over. Nikola Malutinov. R.J. Oh Hunter. Goodness. Remember, everyone thought R.J. Hunter was yeah. going to be the next, like, Clay in the Boston guy. Larry Nance Jr., good pick. Chris McCullough from Brooklyn. I remember him. Big man in the yeah. league for a couple of years. Remember when R.J. Hunter signed a camp deal with the Bucks, and it's like, oh, my God, he's oh. going to be amazing. Didn't even make the roster. Of course not. Rakeem, I thought Rakeem Christmas was going to be really good, too. I love I love draft season for this reason. Yeah, I think he ended up with the Cavs for a little bit. I love draft season for this reason. Like, you just get so attached to these guys. It's like, oh, I was so convinced. Oh, my God. Sir Dominic Pointer. He played a thousand years for the charge. He is <laughs> Cleveland G League legend. I thought Takoto was going to be an NBA player, too, Wisconsin's own. But, okay, standings watch. Standings watch. We, yeah. we, can't, we, we can do the, the guys listing off old player names thing. Oh, that could be a whole pod. If we ever do a Patreon, it's just going to be me and Rohan going through a draft <laughs> per episode. Just like, oh, I remember Chris McCullough, kind of long, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. If you're interested in that, let us know. Let us know if you want to pay for that. Um, so the Bucks still first. 2.5 game cushion. Could have been three if they handled business against Indiana. Oh, well. Um, still the only team in the league with 50 wins. And they have 51. Yeah. Uh, and 20 losses is lowest. Denver is now falling pretty far behind, I think. Well, they've decided to lose every game. We did, we covered this last time. <laughs> but it's like... <laughs> what? They, they've just... No, no. Jokic doesn't want to win MVP, Ty. That's what it is. It's very selfless of him. Their 500 road record. You know, let's just not look at that. And they're fine. But so the Bucks two and a half games on Philly and Boston. So Philly's ahead because of... Winning percentage, they've actually played a less a game or two less. Two games less, yeah. Two games less, thank you. I think they played – whatever, I can't do math. Um, but they've played less than Boston and Milwaukee. But those two are tied in the standings now, Philly and Boston. I want to look at their head-to-head record quick. So Milwaukee can still split the tiebreaker with Philly. We talked about this before recording, Rohan and I. We both had forgotten the first game of the year. Milwaukee ekes out an ugly win against Philly. West so, Matthews, baby. West Matthews. So they've lost that the two like cents. So long. Ago. I know. I that literally felt like a, I thought that was the Christmas game from last year. I thought that I, was thought last confused. season. Yeah. Um, so Philly, the Bucks need to win that Philly game then, both for the game and ground and standings and tiebreaker. The Bucks win that again. Let's just assume static across every other game. That's a three and a half game lead with ten left for the Bucks and at least splitting the tiebreaker. So then it would go to like division record or conference record i believe because they'll probably both win their divisions if they're tied so it'll be pretty close so um that game honestly probably more important than the boston game at this point they're both important but the way philly and boston are both playing i think the philly one may matter even more 
I think they're both important, but yeah, Philly might be Philly might be more important, especially the way Boston's trending five and five in their last ten. They just but like we mentioned. Good uh, news. Boston has beat Philly three times already. So okay. I don't think that actually it doesn't matter. Never mind. Because if it's a three way tie, that doesn't matter anyway. No. Um oh, well. It's it's important though, because it's looking like there's there's in my opinion, in my opinion, Rohan's opinion, Philly is now in the tier of Boston, Milwaukee. I agree. I still don't trust them in the playoffs, but they've. Earned I don't it. either. I still it. consider Milwaukee the best team, and maybe Boston the second best team. But but I I think I think I I won't even do the playoff caveat because I think now Boston has a caveat. They've just been ass for like three weeks. It hasn't been great. Like I mentioned, they're throwing game winners to Grant Williams. Like Tatum has shot poorly for a long time. Tatum, the three's they, been bad they, all year. Look at the game against the Rockets that they have. And I know it's I should like single we game, should not single be single game, but yes. And again, like look at that. Look at there's an infamous Bucks Rockets game, and the Bucks won the title that year. Yeah. So again, I take this with a grain of salt. But it's not like Kevin Porter Jr. had 50 points in that game against the Celtics. You win the uh, title if KPJ puts 50 on you. That's yeah. that's confirmed factual. Uh, the the Celtics lost that game because Tatum shot shot the ball so well. He even had a game winning layup attempt or game tying layup attempt, and he just missed. Yeah, he is 43. He's been at 44 percent from the field and 35 percent from three or lower for three straight months now. Like, the three has not been there all year. He's literally 40% in six October games. 35, 33, 34, 35, 30 from three for Jason Tatum. Kind of just like everyone expected it to normalize. It just hasn't. And it's kind of a problem. Like, his efficiency in general, I mean, he's still scoring 30 points per game most of these months. Only 25 in February and 29 in March, which is still good. He's getting to the line. He's getting to the line a lot, shooting very well from there. Not a good season though for his standards for Jason Tatum. A lot of I saw someone saying that he needs to start playing like he's six nine and not five nine, and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> that is my problem with them though. I, I don't think they get to the rim enough, and they kind of have the Phoenix thing going on. I don't. Jaylen, Unless, that's Jaylen why. Can. That's why Jalen. Yeah, yeah. Jalen has been like a more impactful playoff player. Like look back to last season, Jalen Brown was the best player on that team. In the postseason. Uh, I mean, over the last three games, it was Tatum. And I think that did swing it. But over the series, look at the, you could argue. Look at the finals. You could argue Jalen. Yeah. Look at the conference finals. Look at the finals. Like, J- I first, first of all, I've, like, blocked off that conference finals. I don't really remember. I still can't. And that's why Miami playing Philly in or Boston, I don't think those teams want that. And I, I think Miami is totally fraudulent. And they're not good. I think they'll. I think they get... One game tops. No, I I think they get at least two, and I against the Bucks. I think they get one game. Tops. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about the Bucks. I'm talking about Philly or Boston. I, like I think those teams just like something about Miami, man. They just they're always better in the playoffs than the regular season. Jimmy's just a dog. I I don't know. I I, I if I'm Boston, I worry about that now. I am like I don't like Boston could be first round. Miami, second round, Philly, third round, Bucks. I think there's no shot they get through that the way they're playing right now. No, no shot. And that's that. That goes to my point of it's very, very, very important that the Bucks keep this one seed. Incredibly important because, like I was saying, uh, 
I believe Boston and uh, or Philly is now in that tier with Boston and Milwaukee in terms of teams that can win the East. Again, I still have my concerns about them. I still think the Bucs are the best team, but I think they're in that tier. Well, have the other two play each other, man, in the second yeah. round. And, only, and, you only want to play one of those teams. You don't want to play two if you don't have to. I think that – and so there's some people who are saying like, oh, they, you know, they've won on the road before, whatever. I think only having to play one of them is the more important point why, this year. Like, sure, they, they've done it before, but why do you want to? <laughs> yeah, and, and we know the Bucks still have one of the best home records in the league. I think only Denver is better. And again – Shouldn't count. Literally an inflated statistic, just like the air there is inflated. Memphis now, I believe, also does. But um, it's really hard to win in Milwaukee. You want more games there when you can get them. And yeah, like Philly and Boston are both threatening. And, you know, every the thing about the playoffs is it's not just like, you know, are you better than the other team? Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of it boils down to that. But all, every series is a percentage. Right, it's all stats. You have X percent chance. The Bucks have one hundred percent chance of beating anyone lower than three. I think in a playoffs, yeah, maybe eighty percent for Cleveland. But I think the other teams, it's like something drastic would have to happen if reasonable health is is guaranteed. I think Philly and Boston is a much lower number. And then knowing statistics, not an expert, but you compounding lower stats rolls makes it much more likely the bad thing happens. You only want one of those in the conference and you can get that this year. You can, you absolutely can get that this year, which is why that, what, what did end up 16 game winning streak? Yeah, uh, I think so. was so important for them to be able to catch up and take this best record in the league. And the back-to-back out West too. Like that was that what like Giannis coming back and being like, yeah, we're winning these games. Like, that makes it dropping even one or two of those. It's a big deal in this. Yeah, like those that Warriors game. It's like, oh, I wish. But uh, no, winning the Kings yeah. and Suns. The Bucks, by the way, are tied with the Warriors for the third best home record in the league. Yeah. So it's Memphis and the Denver. Pistons ahead. have won nine games at home. They're really pathetic. They've won sixteen games. Even That's without ridiculous. Cade, I thought this like, team was going to make the playoffs. I know, I don't know how you did. I, here's your issue: is you didn't realize that their number one goal is not winning games or losing games; it's collecting as many draft busts as possible. And they are, <laughs> yeah, and they no all have to better. be front court players. No, yeah, and they all have to be front court, and no one is better. Nobody. I mean, Marvin Bagley. They still have Nerlens, or no? They got rid of Nerlens. They had Nerlens. No, Nerlens is in Brooklyn. Yeah, Ner- congrats, Brooklyn. They, uh, you know what? They've been fun. They lost three in a row now, but they're still holding off Miami, who has also not been a world beater. No one except Philly and Milwaukee in the East really has been. Cleveland's and and the Knicks have been good lately, but they fell off a little bit too. Yeah, that Boston Brooklyn series is going to be a blood. Like the, it's 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 yeah. going to be disgusting. Brooklyn totally takes game one in that series, though. That is exactly, oh, they might. You're right. that is exactly the, the way. And then everyone on the shows will be like, Mikhail Bridges, are we sure that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are better than Mikhail Bridges? It's like, yeah, we are. Mikhail's great, but come on, man. And, and then, then they're going to lose gonna the next game. One. Yeah. And yeah. No, it's going to be 4-1 by a combined like 200 points. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly how they, they – they, Brooklyn is a very a very Orlando Magic-ass low seed No, team. they did that, remember, against the Raptors? Yep. Yep, that's a good point. No, 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 wait, that was Orlando. Yeah, that was Orlando too. I was going to say, yeah, Orlando against no, the Brooklyn Bucks. Brooklyn did it against someone. Who'd they do? Philly. They did it against Philly. Which Brooklyn? Oh, with D'Lo? 
Yeah. Oh, I was going to say it doesn't count. It doesn't count if they win one game with KD and Harden. That's different. That's just no, no, no. Imploding. They did. They did it against Philly. Yeah, yeah, Where, yeah. You get the infamous picture of that Philly fan just like sitting there. Like, yeah. You know what the funniest part about Brooklyn winning a game though would be is Mikhail getting more games against the Celtics than KD in that one series when they got swept. Remember that KD and Kyrie just got oh, swept, and we don't talk about year. it anymore. Yeah, we just don't talk about that. They got yeah. swept. They did get swept. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be really important for the Milwaukee Bucks to keep – and, by the way, do you think they keep one? I think they do. I think do. they keep one. They want it. I think they clearly want it. Yeah. Again, stay tuned for our convo with Bobby Portis. Yeah. Uh, Bobby said they want it. Spoiler alert. You'll have to find out. Okay. I, lo- I love that. Love you for that. Let me pull up the schedule. Let's look. So, can you help me with the math? How many games do they have to win to secure it? Obviously – 11 and it's uh, done. So basically, they so, so they have assuming they don't get any tiebreakers. Let's just assume worst case scenario. Yep. They are currently up two games because it's like the half game will matter. Uh, they would need to win nine, 10, it, like a magic number of 10. Okay. So they're up two losses. So right now, Philly has 22. So yeah, it's a lot of games still, right? So the Bucks would have to finish with 21 losses. They'd have to go 10 and one. So it's yeah. plus one every time. Boston's that's, at 23. Yeah. yeah, but that's assuming that the, the other teams win every game. So it's a combo of nine. It's it's a magic bucks, number. Magic number of nine? Ten, I think. Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah ten. A it, combo of Bucks wins and Philly slash Boston losses. It's one more for Boston. Boston has 23 losses. So I yep. think it's nine for Boston. Like nine for Boston, ten for Philly. So here's the Bucks schedule. This one, I just please don't blow this one. Spurs at home with two days off. Mamu revenge game part two. Huge oh, no. trap game. Huge, huge, huge trap game. Um, wait, did they not? I thought there was a Mamu revenge game. Did I black out? There's not. No, I it's just, coming up. I, I must have just been coming up. Yeah, it's the one on, like, on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it already happened in this in that last West Coast road trip for some reason. I took two ibuprofen. I'm buzzing over here. I can't. I'm I'm floating. Uh, but two days off Spurs game. I'm I'm hoping. By the way, prayer hands emoji. Knock on wood. Fingers crossed. All the stuff. Fairly cleanish injury report for that game with all the days off. That's the hope. Yes. We'll see. Then it's a road trip. This one is sneaky important. I think. Saturday, Friday, March twenty fourth at Utah. This is like a, can you steal this game without pushing the guys? Not easy. Utah's playing hard. They want to be in the play-in. They're not tanking. Do you punt that game to play Denver? I don't know. Probably you don't, not. You don't, like, you don't need to punt versus Denver right now. <laughs> Denver at home is tough, though. I think both of those games are hard. That that Those two are tough games. I think you win one. You probably feel pretty good about that section of two. Yes. Then uh, the road trip continues with only one day off, but it's Monday at Detroit. I wonder if they go home after the Saturday. Probably go home after the Saturday game, then go to Detroit on Monday, I would think. That'll be nice. It's still a road trip, but that kind of makes it a little easier. Monday at Detroit. Got to beat Detroit. Always got to beat Detroit. Joke of a basketball team. Wednesday at Pacers. Revenge game. Revenge game. Yeah, the, the Bucks. They, they take their revenge seriously. I, I kind of think even if Halliburton – and I hope Halliburton does play. It was sad he didn't play in Milwaukee – uh, I kind of think even if he plays, the Bucs are just going to be like, yeah, we're pissed. And especially if Brooke plays too, like, oh, yeah, we're pissed about that. 
it would be nice if they could drub the Pacers because the next night is Boston at home. One of the two what biggest is this games. Schedule, Horrible. by the way. Horrible schedule. Like back, the second night of a back-to-back against in the last month against the Suns, the Nuggets, and the Celtics. Yes. And the Bulls, who are suddenly good and play really well against good teams. The Boston game is big. So, I, you know, maybe the Pacers end up getting a win just because maybe the Bucks sit some guys for that back-to-back. We'll see. Jordan um, Warrior revenge game again. Yeah. Good, George good, Hill. Happy. George Hill looked great. Fuck George I'm Hill. very, very Classic happy George for George Hill. Hill. Yeah, I know. Jordan Warrior is it. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy for Jordan. And then two days off and then Philly. So that weekend, that long weekend, Thursday, March 30th, Boston, Sunday, April 2nd, Philly. That's a lot of the season. Not a lot of the, a lot of the regular season. Because if you win those two games, that shrinks your magic number by, what was that? Two, two games each. 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 Yeah. So then it's like you only need seven combined losses and wins against Boston and eight against Philly for the whole rest of the year. So you win those, and it's actually more against Boston because then you have the tiebreaker. So those are and with Philly huge. too. No, they would just split it. Oh, you're right. And then it's conference record. It would be really close. They're close now, but um, it, it's huge. So those are the two games. Honestly, kind of worked out that Boston's the back-to-back and Philly isn't at this point, if one had to be. Again, just the way Boston has played. Uh, and then at Wizards in two days, and then a back-to-back home Bulls, and then a day off Grizzlies at home, a day off at Raptors at noon to close the season. Just a giant middle finger. <laughs> yeah, really bad schedule, I think. But yeah, I think they can hold the one seed here. The scheduling is tough. The teams, though, are not that good. Uh, there's obviously a couple against premier teams. But outside of Denver, Boston, Philly, the best and Memphis who, you know, I guess that, that game could still matter for both. It might not matter for either. The best Taylor team outside Jenkins of those is... Can take it seriously? Yeah, probably. Well, I don't know. I, I could see and a favor no, being but done. Memphis and Kings are tied in the standings, so that could be close. Yeah, but this is a week from now. It, who knows? We'll see. We'll see how it's decided. Ja may be back by then. But outside of those four games, it's either Chicago, Toronto, or Washington is the best – or Utah, I guess, is the best team remaining. So the, the rest disparity is not kind. Thankfully, the Bucks have been elite on both sides of back-to-backs. They've been the best back-to-back team in the league. This so they're, uh, it's their depth. I mean, they're built to handle this. I think the one seed is theirs for the taking. I do think they will take it. Yeah, uh, but it, it's it's important to consider, like, like I'm looking at Philly's schedule right now, and it's like, ooh. Because <laughs> they, they have Bulls. Bulls. Bills twice, yeah. It's yeah. hard to beat a team twice, and the Bulls. Yeah. Warriors. Mm. Warriors in Golden State, though. Really hard game. Yeah. Phoenix. Denver, Dallas. Is that a road trip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they they go west now. So the Bucks have another it's west Warriors, trip. Warriors, Suns, Nuggets, and then they have uh, Dallas, Toronto at home. Okay. And then they still have Milwaukee, Boston, Miami, Atlanta, Brooklyn. That's really like, that's, hard. Yeah, aside from the two Bulls games, those are all teams that like will give you a fight. Except The maybe, Bulls like, will too. Yeah, that's true. The it's Bulls good play good teams good. The Bulls are the weird, and they've actually they're, they're, they're calling it the Patrick Beverly era. They've been decent since then. Uh, he had 14 straight in the game time. Did you see that yesterday? No, I didn't. Or two days ago? Oh, my God. He scored 14 straight points. 
is this like, are we just seeing like, hey, culture matters? And they just didn't have anyone who was going to motivate any any players? I don't know. He had a three off. A, it was the, I don't know who they're playing. It's the dumbest defense I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. They, they like DeMar would catch it on the, in the corner, like on the baseline. And then yeah. they would double. He would just pass one pass away to Patrick Beverly. hits a three. This Comes was back the last next game? possession. Uh, I think so. Saturday they uh, played Miami. Yep, that's it. That's hilarious uh, for Miami. <laughs> they the next possession down the court, same thing. Pass to Demar on the baseline, double team, one pass away. Patrick Beverly hits a three. <laughs> next possession down, pass the ball to Demar Derozan on the baseline, <laughs> double comes. Patrick Beverly pumps and then drives and gets a layup. And then the following possession, I believe it was on the left wing. DeMar gets the ball, a double comes, he passes to Patrick Beverly, who hits a three. They were literally just like, it can't keep happening, right? And then it did. Um, <laughs> like four possessions. Here, here's so you Boston. just pass one, one pass away out of a double. That's like the Bucks defense from like a couple of years back. We're like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's probably not the best. Um, here's Boston's schedule. A little easier than, than Philly's. At Kings, hard game. Tuesday night at Kings. Home Pacers and Spurs. Same as the Bucks. That must just be those teams are are just hanging out in the central or in the in the East Coast right now. At Wizards at Bucks. So it's not a back to back for them when it is for the Bucks, but they do they do travel to Washington two days before. Home Utah. Three days off, and then at Philly, which almost a double edged sword. Three days off. Three days off is almost too long, but at Philly is hard. Two home Raptors, one home Hawks. So not hard, but some tough games. And the way they're playing, these might all be tough games. Why do we feel like they they dominate the Kings game and then get blown out by the Pacers? That would seem like... I would be... So these losses, a lot of these losses are on the road for them lately. Although they did lose to the Nets and the Knicks at home. And they've just been on the road generally. But if you go back, and they lost to the Suns at home. That might have been a KD game, though. They lost to the Knicks at home twice, actually. It's tough. But yeah, they lost to the Cavs in Cleveland. They beat the Blazers at home. And then they went on the road and lost to the Rockets and Jazz. And they barely beat the Wolves. Yeah, the Celtics have just been... Just been kind of hanging out there. I don't know that like that Wizards game. I'm like, oh, the Wizards gonna beat them? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a strange close to the regular season. Everyone, the vibes the vibes seem off. So for we talked about the magic number. What realistically do you think the Bucks have? How many games do they have to win to hold one? They've got 11 games left. I think they need to win seven of them. I think if they win eight, it's pretty much bulletproof. And if they seven, win, but including Boston and Philly, yeah, I, I think including Boston and Philly, it's maybe even like six or seven because it's such an important game for everything else. But I, I think if you can notch eight of them, you're probably good regardless because that requires Philly to go what like ten and two or eleven and three, eleven and two over that last stretch of games, which is going to be really difficult for them. They're on a one, two, three, eight game win streak right now. Yeah, they, they think they're nine and one in their last ten. They've been playing very well. I mean, they 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 beat the Bucks, the the streak that, buster. And that they started their streak of their own. Such a you just look back at that game. I think more and more and just go, oh, if they just could have held on to that one game, how different is everything at this point? 
Yeah. Then they beat the Pacers, the Wolves, the Blazers, the Wizards, the Cavs, the Hornets, the Pacers. Yeah, it's been a, it's been really bad teams. It, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it, it's crazy how it's like beating up on good teams just makes Joel Embiid MVP now. But a, bad teams, but a lot of them on the road. So I won't yeah. take all the credit away. It's hard to win. Um, I think six of the eight games they've won in a row are on the road. So it's impressive no matter who you're playing. Um, but yeah, it's it's not been ideal teams for sure. But uh, we'll just have to we'll have to wait and see. Uh, that game against the Wizards on that Tuesday will be exciting, Tyro. Yeah, watch party. Yeah, it should be a fun watch party. If you want to come down, uh, we're gonna have all of the GSPN crew there. Yeah. Uh, fill out the form at gspn.info if you're interested. It may, uh, yeah, I, I think I think we're gonna move forward with a play. We can't say where yet. Though we fill out the form still, but I, I think we're pretty close to locking in where. So hopefully, details on that. This week, maybe? Possibly. Possibly this week. So get ready. Mark your calendars for a date I forgot. Tuesday, April 4th. Yeah, Tuesday, April 4th. You also, get to see Brewers-Mets. You get to see Bucks-Wizards. Um, we may need the establishment to turn on a non-Bucks game that night because that is also Sixers-Celtics. Oh, yeah. So that is viewing. There's three big games on. Two Wisconsin sports teams and then uh, a big, big game depending on who's ahead of who at that point. But that's uh, – I think we're – unless Philly implodes before then, we're probably rooting for Boston there, which feels gross. Yeah. Because the Bucks can own outright the tiebreaker with Boston, and Boston just hasn't played as well in general. And we just want those two to stay 2-3. Yeah. yeah the, how neither funny will would drop. be – Neither will it, drop. That's gone. Yeah. Is how, that what you're going to say? No, no, no. How funny will it be when uh, the Sixers don't make it to the conference finals again? I know. I, I just, I almost pencil it in at this point. Yeah, because it's like, what evidence do we have that they will? How many people will say that their second round series is like the finals this year? Oh, that's true. How, that's how true. It's been, it's been a while since they haven't had the Bucks in there. Can we put the over-under on that and then laugh when the Bucks beat whoever wins because they're exhausted? Yeah, because last year, last year it was Bucks celtics Year before that, it was Bucks Nets. Yep. The year before that, it was Bucks Heat. Yeah. It ended up being Bucks Heat. That's true. And then the year before that, Bucks Raptors. No, I mean the Heat Celtics was a better series. It didn't end up yeah, being but the, the Heat, finals. They, I know, but the Heat ended up going to the finals. Yeah, I mean the Bucks have not lost to a team that has not gotten out of the conference since Bud got here. Yeah. They've either gone to the finals every, every, or lost the team that went to the finals every year. Mm-hmm. That's the bar. Yeah, that is the bar. But it, yeah, it's crazy. The Bucks haven't been in there in a while, so it's, it'll yeah. be fun to see. Maybe we're over time. Maybe next time we could talk about who we'd rather see, Cleveland or the Knicks. Ooh, I'm taking either over Boston Philly. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I just mean out of those two. No, 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 no. For sure, for sure. For that'll, be a, that'll be a fun pod because the Knicks, the Knicks are winning, Ty. The they Knicks are. are doing good things. I Jaylen don't totally Brunson's, trust it, but... They're balling. We can't argue with the results right now. Uh, Mitchell Robinson's Instagram gives me pause, Rohan. It's not even Instagram. It's Snapchat. (laughs) What year is it? Uh, Imagine you're a seven-foot center on a very good team, and you get emotional on Snapchat. That's a red flag for your whole team to me. It's like, what are you? Why are you complaining about your minutes on Snapchat, my guy? After Hassan Whiteside mastered Snapchat, no other NBA player should have ever used it. Oh my god, he had the best Snapchat of all. Somebody posted a video of him just running in circles in the Heat locker room, and just said Hassan Whiteside underrated, hilarious, and I had to agree. (laughs) 
He is underrated and hilarious. Didn't he just sign with the team somewhere? Um, people have been asking for a while, where is he? Where is he? I don't know. Hassan Whiteside is playing in... Bro, I don't know where this is. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Puerto Rico. Where, where? He's playing oh, it's with in Puerto Brandon Rico. Knight. Yeah, that's who it was. He's playing with Brandon Knight. Wow. Um, how I was about to say how the mighty have fallen, but he wasn't really mighty. That's a that's a fun place to rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hassan Whiteside sucks. Um, yeah, thank Jesus. you for listening to this. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Hassan Whiteside. You dominate me in a game of basketball, but uh, a lot of other players would dominate you in a game oh of basketball. Oh, my God. Oh, let it go. What is this? I don't know where this is coming from. I have no beef with Hassan Whiteside. Apparently you do. Uh, I mean, no. Like, think about it. Imagine he's playing the Lowry marketed would, like, kick the pants off Hassan Whiteside going. right now. What? What is, what I can't is... stop. Someone stop me. I'm the outro guy. Okay, we're done. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on Blue Wire GSPN. Make sure you check out gspn.info for the aforementioned form uh, for our live event. Make sure you check out the Discord link, Substack link. All of our other pods are on there. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you're listening to this on your podcast platform of choice or watching this on YouTube. Leave a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice. Pod random, and we will talk to you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.